0: Everybody. Welcome to the Energy Newsbeat Podcast. My name is Stu Turley, President and CEO of the Sandstone Group. I'll tell you what, the grid is in trouble. We are under attack in so many different ways. And I tell you, it's coming from way, places that you would not expect. Not only is there an energy transition in play, um, the grid is having balancing problems with everything that we have going on. Uh, the renewables are a whole different topic. But this podcast is about a fantastic guest, Michael Yon. He is a war correspondent. Uh, I visited with him while he was in Panama. I fell out of my chair in shock when we found out that our Secretary of Energy had gone down to this military, for all practical purposes, a Chinese military base, and he has video of him flying in. So when we talk about the Biden administration taking this uh, border seriously, I did not know how bad it is within relationship to our grid. Uh, President Trump had put in an executive order thirteen nine twenty nine banning Chinese grid equipment coming in. And that are being able to put in so far, I believe we have over 30 huge, I mean, very, very large grid connections that are remotely controlled. This is tied also to the balloon coming over that the Biden administration let come over. So when you sit back and take a look at all of these pieces that are not covered in the mainstream media, how they are related um, to the grid. And so when you sit back and take a look, the Biden administration reversed this one. And we have then again, continued uh, renewing grid equipment from China that can be renewed the chinese balloon gained access to the internet and while it was passing over i can guarantee you that after i talked to technical uh, experts they said it would be possible to pinpoint radio signals near these items and figure out which ones were coming in the technology's there who knows if you have proof or not but i'll tell you what it is frightening when you consider in the uh, panama from that base, there were over 100 Chinese that had come in before a year, uh, the previous 300, uh, uh, 365 days. Over the last 100 days, there's been over 10,500 Chinese come through this chi- uh, Chinese military base that our Secretary of Energy Security went through. This is an amazing podcast. Sit down and listen to Michael yawn. He is absolutely a character. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Thank you very much. All right. Well, let me me throw this little thing at you here, Michael, because you're a war correspondent. You've been in over 97 countries. You are are, uh, military. I'm I'm not going to say X because you have never left mentally the uh, military. You are at Ground Zero. You are an amazing reporter out there, a war correspondent. Uh, where are you right now? Well, if somebody will look up this ship, they'll know exactly where I'm at. Because they'll see that <laughs> ship. Maybe one of your
1: listeners. Is this live?
0: No, not, no. I decided oh, oh, not oh. To.
1: oh, I'm right on the Panama Canal. I'm near, what is it, Sophia? Oh, it's Sophia 1. I can actually see it through the tree slightly. Sophia one and um,
0: Sophia one. The dark fleet has where they train, uh, you know, the Russian, uh, Venezuelan and Iranian ships. There's about five to six hundred of them. They turn off their transponders and they transfer uh, non uh, OPEC oil so they can trade. Right, And then do you think there's cargo ships that are transponderless? Oh, that one should be
1: on that One because okay. it's in the canal, it's not like they're going to be able to hide coming through the canal because you know, uh, so I mean, <laughs> I would think that they would at least for that moment have something on, but right. yeah, I mean, well, anyway, it, it said Sophia one on the back, uh, and um, anyway, it, so I'm at the that's the Panama Canal right there, so right in between right. us and the canal, you can see the water a little bit if my oh, hand yeah. is right, I can and see. um, so there's another ship about to go through, yeah, Miraflores Lockets coming in, and um. And so, right here, out my window, is actually the, uh, the the Panama Canal Railway. It's right here, so you'll maybe hear a train go by or something. And then over here, like four minutes walk from here, is uh, IOM headquarters. And and this is the city of knowledge in uh, right. Panama City. Panama and the city of knowledge, Ciudad del S- 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 Saber, is uh, basically is it's basically a of beehive knowledge. of evil. I mean, this is where all the UN, UNHCR, UN World Food Program—they're all right here. I mean, they have dinner at this hotel. Some of them stay at this hotel. A dinner at the restaurant next door. And this is there's like 62 IGOs and NGOs and um, and uh, nonprofits here. At least 62. So it's a little, wow. it's called the city of knowledge. It, as you can see, it's right on the canal and it's an old U S army South headquarters. And right. they actually fly their flag. Uh, I sent you a video, right? Right. Actually um, the flag was down. The, 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 Panamanian flag was still up, but the, but the, uh, the IOM flag was down for the day already. Cause you can see the sun's going down, but, but the IOM flag or the IOM is the immigration international organization for migration. It's IOM in English, and it's or, or it's o, and it's OIM, and you know, it's backwards in some languages, you know, <laughs> from yeah. the other. So it's IOM or I or OIM. So if you're in an airport and you see, see people with those tote bags, you're usually white with blue letters or blue with white letters, and it right. says IOM. The people carrying those IOM bags are almost certainly invaders, right? I mean, I'm just oh. going to call them what they are. I'm going to. I mean, we need. Words are the atomic structures of truth and lies. Right? If you're right. using the wrong words, well, you, if you start with the wrong words, the rest is a lie. Period. So if we call this, you know, uh, migrants, uh, there's some migrants in there, but this overall, by overwhelmingly, is a is a war invasion. And yeah. so, you know, to to call this migration is just, it's weaponized migration. Uh, But it's not, it's actually, it's a hybrid war and we're being invaded. I mean, so I'm down in Panama because Panama, okay, first of all, I come here a lot, but when I leave here, I often go to places like Netherlands and other places that are also vital terrain, right? In military, it's called vital terrain, terrain that's vital for success or failure. And this canal is vital to the United States, which our globalist president, Jimmy Carter, when I was young, I thought he was probably a nice guy, but he was just wrong. Now I realize he was a globalist. He was a a straight-up evil globalist. I mean, he gave this canal away, right? And this was our canal, period, full stop, right? And he gave it away, right? Now China is slowly taking it. Now, this is absolutely vile. This is an artery for the United States trade. This is an artery for our Navy to be able to come and go from the Pacific to the— I mean, we have, like, you know, aircraft carriers can go through here, right? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can have— you're gonna have uh, everything can come through. It here. adds weeks, doesn't it, to a, a ship? Uh, I don't know how fast our big ships and small ships go, uh, but right. I, I, you would have to ask Navy people. But it would certainly add some time and and more fuel requirements, and and uh, and it's a big deal. And uh, I've been walking around the city of Knowledge today. Let's just call it the city of Evil because that's what it actually is. And so interestingly, IOM again, IOM is the pump arm for the illegal invasion, right? Right. <laughs> Yeah, and so so their headquarters is right by the parade ground of old U.S. Army South, or actually their headquarters, okay, here's the canal right there. So if you go and go right there, walk about right. four minutes, there's their headquarters. Their headquarters right. is right by the parade ground for the in, in, in the, in the Panamanian flag and their flag, IOM flag, fly, uh, uh, fly in, the, in, the, in the position of prominence, where if you look at old photos of the, of the U.S. Army South, I'm right. I'm in the old. This is old U.S. Army South headquarters. That's where I'm at. Right. So yep. this is old U.S. Army South headquarters. The hotel. This is a hotel. And the rest of it is in, in the city of knowledge. Right? right. So so literally the 62 NGOs, IGOs and uh, an IGO is like a non-governmental organization, but it's an intergovernmental organization so that governments cooperate with each other. Right. And uh, and so that's what an IGO is. And then there's the nonprofits. I think most right. people know what nonprofits are. And so um, so there's at least 62 here. And the IOM is wow. in the most choice location, right? You look at out of all the places you can have your office, IOM's got the best one, right? And it's right next. And, and, and interestingly, IOM's office is overlooking the canal. I mean, right. it's in this, it's basically on the same position I am, except up, up a four-minute walk, Right. And so, and, and there's no trees in their way for the canal. And so between, so where IOM headquarters is, is uh, the, canal, the uh, railway, which is right out the window. Right. The Pan- and, and then the canal, right? And then outside of their window, you can see the Pan Am Highway. Right. Pan American Bridge. The Pan American Bridge is right over here. I can see it, right? right? So the so those are two arteries. The Pan Am Highway goes all the way up to the United States. So right. when these aliens come through the Darien Gap, where I'm at, all the, the Darien Gap, for those who don't oh, know, is this yeah. big jungle area where I spend months at a time. Uh, it's that you know when you look up Darien right. Gap on 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 the. Um, On 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 the news or whatever, you'll be prepared to be the most dangerous jungle in the world, and blah blah blah. And I mean, I don't know how they've audited to see if it's the most dangerous jungle in the world, but I can assure you, it's quite dangerous. But I've been in some other ones that are pretty wildly dangerous too, like in Bangladesh. But I mean, but the point is, is it is very dangerous, and it is the crossing that IOM helps the the invaders get through from Colombia to here. I've been on the Colombia side. And there's IOM stuff all over the place, Quito and Ecuador and all that stuff. There's IOM everywhere. You go to Amsterdam, they're there. You go to Turkey, they're there. They're everywhere. Germany, IOM is everywhere. I was just up in Belize. Right. They got a huge office space. I've been to every country in Central America. IOM is everywhere, and they're across the United States. They are the pump handle. Now, people often ask me, okay, who actually funds this? And I'll say, the United States is the principal wow. funder. And then usually people will ask me, because the, you can see in disbelief, they'll be like, okay, but... But I mean, but actually, who funds it? And I'll say, well, actually, United States. No, okay, but actually, who's behind it? And I'll say United States. States. United States. But higher than that is WEF-CCP. And critical parts of our government are clearly captured by WEF's World Economic Forum, CCP. Oh, absolutely. And, I, and so, but World Economic Forum, obviously, is an amalgam of different groups, whereas CCP is like one fist. But these guys go together. And that one, the CCP has their, you know, I've been inside China for a year too. I mean, they, it's not like China is one thing; it's not. Right. It's many things. But like every country is, right. even little, even little Hong Kong has a lot of texture, right? right. I spent a lot of time there, and it, it, every, everywhere you go, even this country, Panama, it's only got four million people, but it's got a lot of different cultures going on. I, I mean, it's it's, 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 There's no four million of one group. It's like anyway, yeah. it's a lot of different. Li- so the bottom line is IOM. United States is the principal funder of our invasion. Now I'll say it again. And even the most intelligent people in the world will go, yeah, but I mean, but actually who's doing it? And I'll say United States. And say, that's not a satisfactory answer. And I'm like, well, it's not satisfactory to me either, but it's the United States. It is the United States. Do you get it, right? The United States is invading the United States, right? With these aliens. And I go through this all the time. And right. it's the same in Europe. Germany and Italy and France, you know, Italy gets their, their, you know, so-called conservative uh, leader. And she's like, oh, we're going to stop him. I'm like, careful. I've been through this too much. And same with Argentina. Careful. Everybody gets all excited. Here he comes, you know, with his chainsaw. I'm like, hold on. Let's just wait. Let's see what he really does. I, OK, let's right. really wait. Let's get I mean. Uh, if he's if he's that legit and he starts really crushing down, I'm going to Argentina to help. You know, what I'm saying, oh, yeah. But, but, you know, but 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 I've been through this in too many countries where they play the kayfabe game, like in Texas. I'm in Texas pretty often. I spend right. a lot of time in Texas. You, know, you said Governor Abbott. Governor Abbott is a member of the World Economic Forum. That's all you need to know, unless he's a spy in World Economic Forum. He's clearly not. Or if he is, he's also doing double duty. Because you you see Governor Abbott, there's all these headlines all the time. Governor Abbott fighting Biden on the border. No, he's not. It's a kayfabe. A kayfabe is an information operation. It's a wrestling term, like a kayfabe. Kayfabe, right? right? Fake. It's fake, right? Right. It's a a kayfabe where Governor Abbott goes, oh, Governor Abbott's fighting this guy. Oh, the New York governor is saying this about, you know, Governor Abbott, blah, 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 blah. Oh, Governor Abbott's sending busloads to New York and Chicago, blah, 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 blah. He's injecting the poison deeper into our heart. But, well, a, but a conservatives, conservatives are like, yeah, Governor Abbott's fighting for us. I'm like, stop for a minute and think of what you're saying. Governor Abbott is clearing the decks in Texas and putting the poison deeper into our hearts. Oh, you said poison on the migrants. OK, first of all, they're not migrants. Okay. It's an invasion and they're going to kill us. They're, right. they're literally going to kill us like dead, not, not okay. kill us like like undermine and have high crime. I mean, they are a weapon. That's being introduced into the United States
0: for later employment, right They're being deployed right now for later employment uh, and, and okay, uh, let me ask this because they just rolled out that one that's now taking in place in March for the law um, for the law enforcement to and Texas law enforcement to be able to go ahead and arrest and deport anybody if it if that goes into effect. That means that something needs to happen before March, uh, so that they bring in everybody that they possibly can. And if you're down there in, pay, they ain't gonna do anything. They're not gonna do anything, Stuart. I've been through this too much. I, I, okay. How many have I been through wow. this? Dozens,
1: dozens, and dozens. They're not gonna do anything. Just somebody, everybody, write this down. Michael Yon said nothing's gonna happen, and see if I'm right. <laughs> I mean, seriously, nothing. I, often, happen. often I tell people to screenshot your. Screenshot your comment and save it for later because I've screenshotted it and uh, and I'll send it to you in, in October or whatever. Right. I mean, I watch this too closely. This is what right. I do seven days a week. Right. So, I mean, I if you drop a bowling ball out of this window, I'm going to guess it's going to hit the parking lot 32 feet per second per second. You know, it's, good. <laughs> it's the yeah. same with what Abbott's doing. He is World Economic Forum. All you need to know is like he is a j- field marshal in the Nazi <laughs> army. You know what I'm saying? It, a field, you know, so according yeah. to the field, this field marshal in the Nazi army says he's going to turn back other, you know, the plan of Hitler. You know what I mean? He's got. He's like, OK, right. And you got to keep in mind, Abbott is like a field marshal in the Nazi army. Literally, wow. he is a World Economic Forum member, period. That's all you need to know. His actions are clear. His historical record is utterly clear. He wow. rolls out the stockel drought. You know what I mean? That's German for, you know, for barbed wire. He rolls that stuff out, you know, puts the rubber ducks in the Rio Grande. I'm down there when they're doing this bullshit. I'm watching them do it. Right. And at, at one point I was watching uh, Abbott on my phone do some speech and he was, was maybe three years ago or something. I don't know, two or three. And I'm I'm on the Mexican side of it. Piedras Negras which is the Mexican side of Eagle Pass. Right. Right. And I, I go to the Mexican side because the American side is always threatening to arrest you. I'm like, OK, so I just went to the Mexican side and stayed almost two weeks. And I'm watching everything. I'm shouting at the yep. law. I'm like, hey, I'm watching your boss. He says you're supposed to be turning them back. I mean, Biden, I mean, not Biden, Was right. the same thing. Abbott, Biden, whatever, they're the same right. thing. They're both meat puppets. I mean, the, the, the uh, uh, you know, uh, Abbott wow. was talking about how we're going to do this, how we're going to do that. We're building, we're putting containers up. I'm looking at the containers from the Mexican side. There's just big spaces in between them. You know, they got the National Guard out. The National Guard's helping the, the aliens out of the river. They're helping them out. And I'm like, hey, I've got your, your boss. He's talking. You're supposed to be turning them back to me, right? The Mexi- All these. Everybody's laughing, you know what I mean, on, on the Mexican side. Because yeah. you know, they know what I'm doing. I'm like, so, so Abbott is one of them. It's not going to change in March. It's a waste of time to even think about it, other than to write it down and see if he does it. He won't. Because I, it's what he always does. It's caveman, wow. right? Uh, you see these I, big, you see the big lawsuits going on now, Liberty County, right, up in North, you know who did that, right? Yeah. That, that was, listen, Todd Bensman, a good friend of mine, is an author, and he's a very serious, he's a retired intelligence guy. He worked for te- Texas DPS, right? right. Department of Public safety, right? So Todd Bensman, we were out briefing some big wig Texans like friends of Abbott and there was one of the congressmen showed up. It was just like at a house. Right. And so, um, Chip Roy was there. It was just stuff like that. Right. It was right. Chatham house rules. So I can't say what anybody said or anything, but, it, but, but, but the bottom line is, is after we, we stayed the night there and briefed them the next day a little bit and, you know, and it, it was very interesting. It was, it was an interesting group. And they invited me in from here, I think, or somewhere anyway. So we we were, we were there, and then Todd said, "Well, I've known Todd. We've been down to Mexico together, and other places right. across the border." So Todd said, "Look, have you heard of this thing on Liberty County? This colonia, north of Houston. A colonia, is of course, is a right. you know a colony, right? right? And and it has different um, permutations of the meaning. For instance, it can mean just sort of a sort of a." Um, you know, sort of a ghetto or, but it right. can also mean like a colonia where we're coming to colonize, right? It can mean, right. it has different meanings, ambiguous, right? This is clearly a colonization colony. Anyway, so in, his, in the last chapter of Todd's latest book called Overrun, the name of the book is Overrun, which I had read it. Todd's like, you know, in the last chapter of my book, I described this colonia and da-da-da-da-da. I'm like, Todd, I read your book. I know it's in the last chapter. And so he's like, <laughs> he's like, well, he's like, well, let's go see it, Right. And I said, okay, uh, let's go. So we drove like I don't know, six hours and we went over to see this Colonia. And the reason uh, Todd took me is because he knew I could blow it out of the water uh, right. p- uh, publicity wise. So, so we, we go to the Colonia. It's huge. It's enough for 200,000 people and they're building it. I got named Trey Harris. And so we're there. Todd puts the drone up and I'm like, this thing is way too big for these little drones. You know what I mean? Let's go get a helicopter. And so we went over to the, uh, uh, airfield and nearby and we got an airplane and we came back in the airplane that day and flew around and we couldn't get high enough. I'm like, man, we got to come back with a helicopter. So, and it was getting too late in the day. So I came back on another day with a helicopter. I took Ann Vandersteel and Daily Wire and, uh, Doc Chambers, Pete Chap. I took, we did like six or eight lifts that day. I took a bunch of journalists and stuff, you know, Daily Wire and all that. And, um, and then I went back another time. Took a couple, couple of congressmen, congressman Brian Babin and uh, that SEAL guy littrell and oh, yeah. I took took them up, and um and um and and then uh, well anyway, I started getting a lot of press on it, and now these lost. So it was Todd's idea. Todd's like, bring me in, and then I'll bring in the big guns. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so oh, which fun. I did, and that's why that big lawsuit is going now. Now you see what you'll see now is Abbott our our guy Abbott was, was like, um, oh, we got to do something about this. I'm like, yeah, we do. Because you got $1.4 million from the developer, period, right? And, and all this other, you know, we're laying all this other stuff out on the table, you know oh, what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's like, we, we didn't come over there just to take pictures, man. You know, we have private investigators and all this, you know, we're coming with the real guns, the big guns, you know, on, oh, on okay. investigation. And, and you know, and we're looking at it with a fine tooth comb. We're sending informants in and that sort of thing. So, I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're playing now it's all on the news and, 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 you know, the lawsuits going on, but at at the end of the day, it's also kayfabe, right? In other words, I don't really expect now, importantly, anywhere you see my feet, like right here, right next to that canal, uh, is an important place. Right. And so a lot of people are asking me why I was spending so much time in RGV, Rio Grande Valley of Texas. Right. Right. Okay, so I was down in Rio Grande Valley, and um, yeah,
0: Abbott. I mean, that that colony is despicable. I mean, absolutely uh, despicable.
1: You know, in the beginning, when I first started going after Abbott, okay, let's talk about information war. That's something I said. You know, I did all the, I did so much kinetics and warfare. I did a lot of combat, like real ass combat, not like war. Most of the most of the war correspondents that you meet really don't do much combat, right? There are war correspondents, and then there are combat correspondents. Very little, very few actually go out into the real war, right? Right. Uh, As, as uh, I, I, according to the New York Times and the U.S. Army, I am the most experienced U.S. war correspondent alive, right? Right. And they said that back when I was just getting limbered up. I mean, so I, I did a tremendous amount of actual combat, right? And, uh, and, and and so I, I did all that kinetic stuff. You know what I mean? And it's, 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 it's good to have that experience and still be alive, actually, because it's informative. <laughs> I, I don't think it's a good idea to, to go through it and try that again and survive again. Right. When I finished doing that, I was like, I jumped right through that needle and somehow survived. I wouldn't recommend anybody following my footsteps because you're probably not going to make it <laughs> quite literally. No. And, but, 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 but as time goes on, You realize, you know, that's the lower level of warfare when you're when you're young and you want to be a sealer, a Green Beret or whatever. Delta Force. I was I was a Green Beret when you know, you're like, hey, that's that's the stuff. And it is when you're that age. But as you get older and learn more about warfare, you start to realize that's for young men. In reality, though, the Ph.D. of warfare is up in like the information sphere. It's really information warfare like Alex Jones yeah, you know, everybody thought he was crazy. I thought he was crazy. It just turns out he was just a little bit smarter than most people. And it probably made him feel crazy. You know what I mean? Because he, he's actually- and They tried to take him out. They tried to oh, take yeah. him out. Yeah. He, he was actually, I didn't listen to him for years because I, I always thought, you know, but then as I, I learned more and more about information war and I studied it for right. years now. So now I'm not, I'm not a newbie to it now. I mean, it's something I right. traveled the world, studying information war, dozens of countries running all over China and everything in Japan you know, and, and I go to museums all the time. I just went to museums in Belize and El Salvador and Guatemala and Honduras here. Right. And I'm always, I'm always looking at libraries. And I mean, I do information war to a deep degree. Right. right. Uh, and so, uh, so what I'm getting to is what's happening with, with Abbott and the others is a huge information war. They're just rockabye baby in the treetop. As we invade your country, it will not stop. Right. And you see Abbott down in, you know, Rio Grande Valley. he was down in the Hyatt hotel, I think it was right. in uh, in McAllen, and I was there, right? And I kept spending so much time there, and people are like, "Why are you in Rio Grande Valley so much?" I'm like, again, if I'm somewhere like this canal or Netherlands or you yeah. got the island, anywhere my feet are at is going to be somewhere important or I'm just walking through right and so and so um and so when it came to Rio Grande Valley, Rio Grande Valley is part of the Belt and Road Initiative Corridor, the I-69 right. corridor that comes right up through here. And then and you see the train that was just open in Yucatan and all these other things. Right. Uh, th- th- this is all part of the same ecosystem of issues. Uh, it, it, you see, um, uh, for instance, the I-69 corridor, it's got those three feeders down by McAllen, one goes right there. And, right. and you got the you got SpaceX, where I spent so much time, at, again, people are like, why are you spending so much time at SpaceX? And I'm right. like, I'm trying to prod Mr. Musk to go to the border, right? I never right. met him. I never talked with him. I never communicated with him, but I know what I'm doing. I know right. that I can provoke him to go to the border. He may hate my guts. I don't care. But he did go to the border, right? He and now did. he talks about the border all the time, right? And whether he knows it or not, that was me doing that, people around him getting it in his ear and that sort of thing. That's why I spent so much time. I've probably been to SpaceX 30 or 40 times, right? And so, I mean, i I mean, at, at Boca Chica, at, at, that's where the Rio Grande goes in. So in any case, so that's the Rio Grande Valley, all that's together, right? You got right. Mc, McAllen and these other things. You got the Mexicans stealing our water and starting to grow their food on the Mexican side more and more, putting right. our farmers out of business on the Texas side. You've right. got the, 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 mayor of McAllen. i talked with him. He was bragging to me about shutting down our farms and letting Mexicans grow. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm just like, I mean, he's another captured idiot. You know, and so and so then there's the Brownsville Harbor there, right? Brownsville Port. So you got SpaceX, Brownsville. You got the Rio Grande Valley, really nice, fertile uh, ground. Mexicans are stealing our water. We're not doing anything about it. Go ahead, steal our water. You grow the turnips or whatever. And then we've got that Colonia north of Houston, all this stuff. And that I-69 corridor goes right up to Detroit, where World Economic Forum has another headquarters on the Great Lakes because they want to take the Great Lakes too. So the I-69 corridor also joins in with you, you. Do logistics? You do. You know how important all this is. I'm talking about right, and you you totally get it. You I don't need to fill in the blanks for you. You you no. know the blanks beyond what I know. So I mean that's why I'm here because I'm watching. I'm watching all, like the Pan American Highway Bridge right over the canal is just like right. Right, a, a mile and a half from here. A mile I can see it right. Right. So, I mean, these are these are two arteries. Right. And and, 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 and so that's and, and I tell the Panamanians, I'm like, you know, they're going to take you out, too. I mean, you're letting all these aliens go through right now. You're watching the corridor be built right. and built and built and more up. sooner or later, they're going to be like, boom, and they're going to occupy you. They're going to destabilize you and they're going to take you. They are going to take you and they're not going to listen about what's fair and this is our land. They don't care. You're gone. No right? You look at the, you look at the, inf- and I mean, physically dead, right? Right. You, you'll either run away or you'll be dead. Right. And and they'll treat you. like I told them they're going to treat you like central American Tibetans oh. or Uyghurs. Okay. that's what will happen. You see the information war going right. on here in central America. They're right. trying to persuade the indigenous people, the Chinese communist party is trying to persuade them that they're freaking Chinese, that they're genetically Chinese. you see them up right. in Honduras. I was just up there. You got an archeologist from, um, from, uh, uh, from from uh, Honduras or I mean, right. Chinese, Chinese and and and, and and the Chinese are trying to persuade the Mayan people that you're Chinese of Chinese descent. Right. And and then they, and then they claim they had and then the Chinese Communist Party says, well, you're of Chinese descent. All these terrible white people, those Spanish people came and took your land. Right. It's funny because some of these woke Spanish people that I see in Central America, they're like, oh, the bad white people, colonists. I'm like, hello, what language are you speaking? You're speaking Spanish. You're the ones that colonized this place. You, 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 the, a lot of people don't seem to have any historical skills whatsoever to realize that, you know, wow. you are actually the imperialist, right? This place was all like Ember <laughs> Indians and Nobe Indians and Kuna and Wunan and all that, right?
0: right? And I mean, and you're like blaming me. I'm not here. You are. It's like, you know what I mean? It's you're, like, just, you're just... You're just getting out of the jungle, okay? My head's spinning. I just, just like out my-
1: that's yeah. why I'm wearing this di- this dirty shirt. We're lucky this thing doesn't have a nose on
0: it. Uh, I'm glad there's a, a screen between us. I give you a man hug, but no. Uh, so when <laughs> when we sit back and we take a look, um, you you're in the jungle with uh, George and another cameraman. You sent me some cool videos. And as we're sitting here uh, talking about the Chinese, the military guys, in my opinion, the generals have been coming in. Those guys I've been watching in the the, uh, military men stand differently. And I told this to my dad. I put it on my podcast. Those guys are standing there at military uh, uh, parade rest. They are in battle mode and they're coming across. They already, we already have the the uh, grid security issue where they can remote into it now. Uh, They have a stated thing. Everything that you've been saying, I've got about seventy different gears going on right now. Now, you're down there, and you had sent me the uh, shot of the China Chinese uh, 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 buildings that are prefabs. That is a war camp. There is, that is a staging thing for war camps. Is that correct? Built by American money. Mayorkas physically went to that camp and
1: I have footage that I shot of him in that camp and April 18th, 2022, April 18th, 2022, I had waited for four days when I I got word that Mayorkas was coming to Panama and I was like, you know what? I bet he'll fly to Darien and I predicted where he might land in Blackhawks. And I thought he'll go right down this road, and I waited there for four days. Sure enough, four Blackhawks come in. Then he got out. They got in armored vehicles and drove right by me. And I got footage of him in the camp. And said, to the and Chinese he came,
0: camp that is bringing in camp. military camp. men into my country, and we got my orcas bringing it in. You have all of this complacency going on, dude. This I'm getting angry. I mean, mean, this this is this is
1: our money is building a Chinese camp is built a Chinese camp. The Chinese are invading the United States with American help. I mean, with the Mayorkas is doing it, as is Biden and the rest. We are being invaded by our own people. We're going to be murdered, murdered. I mean, dead. I don't mean economically murdered. I don't mean losing jobs. I mean, they're going to freaking kill us in large numbers. They'll easily shut the grid off. They'll easily poison the water. They'll easily, they've got tens of thousands at a minimum, at a minimum of military age males that recently came through just through the Darien Gap. That doesn't include the people that came up in Florida. That doesn't include the people that come over the uh, the Canadian border in increasing numbers. That doesn't include the ones who fly in and the ones who have come in on student visas and that sort of thing. We are absolutely flooded. It's, it's easily it's easily uh, believable that there are actually hundreds of thousands of of new military age males in the United States. I do not know that to be true, but that would actually be I would be actually Logically. I would actually be I would actually be surprised if it's not. I mean, that's it's some huge number. These guys that are coming in, many of them are studs. I mean, they're not. We got a lot. You know, I spend most of my time overseas, right? I spend most of my time in other countries. Like by far, more than half my life has been overseas, right? Right. And and so and I come back to the United States. Like in the last twenty years, I was mostly downrange, and then I saw the United States look like we're going into a war. And so in twenty twenty September twenty twenty, after almost twenty years, most of the time downrange, I I came back to the United States. I went straight to Portland and looked looked at those Antifa monkeys down there, you know, doing their thing. They're a bunch of drug addicts. I mean, with their hoop earrings and, uh, you know, I mean, seriously, they all got an IQ of about 90. They're easy to wind up. They're like those liberal women that are always like, you know, they're like, they're like, uh, you know, what's that Mr. Potato Head? You know, you get him, imagine Mr. Potato Head on drugs, on LSD and crack or something. Okay, So you you wind up these women and they're like, and they're like a hand grenade, you know? And so that's what they're winding up all these these degenerates basically the drug i come back to the united states and i can smell drugs everywhere i can smell people smoking pot i can see that they're not firing as fast as the china when i'm in china right. there's you know what i'm saying these guys coming across they Are got sharp. testosterone going all these syrians all these afghans all these others i see the uh, and if you things. We, we have
0: hoodies. we have hooties we have all of these other coming in from Venezuela because there's a lot of hooties down in Venezuela. Yeah. yeah. I, I, mean, I hear a lot of, yeah. Venezuela is filled with Hezbollah, by the way. Hezbollah, thank you. As well, Hezbollah, I mean, you think, uh, and then um, uh, the, the Israelis delayed seven hours, and I find that a, ha- a bunch of crap. Here you yeah. have that. Yeah. So you know, not only do we have that going on, uh, you've covered that on other podcasts and I, seven hours, I love the way you described it, Michael, you are absolutely, you said I can get in an airplane with the rest of the guys. And it's six minutes. If it's a bad pilot, uh,
1: if, uh, a bad black Hawk crew can go wheels up from a cold black Hawk in six minutes. That, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a slow crew. I mean, they're moving quickly. They're getting their stuff right. done. But, but if you're like, if you're, if you're hot cocked like uh, QRF, quick reaction force, like right. you know, I spent four years in the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. I did QRF stuff with the soldiers when I was wow. a war correspondent. You what on QRF? Basically, they'll sit around. They're like firemen. They're when you're on duty at QRF, right? Which there will right. always be people on duty at QRF. If they, let's put it like this: If Israel, first of all, how did their super duper ultra men uh, intelligence miss the attack? All right. So either they're admitting to being the most incompetent fools on planet Earth, which is possible. I mean, uh, uh, or they maybe maybe they were just a part of it. Maybe. Right. I mean, but the bottom line is they say that they got sneak attack. OK, I'm having a hard time believing that, because even if you're a complete moron, you should have picked up on that.
0: Right? G- General Flynn said something I, the other day when I saw him interviewed, I think it was even with Alex Jones. He said that was like Bull crap.
1: I know. I mean, as soon as this happened, I messaged to Mike Flynn. I'm like, look at this, man. It took it took it took seven plus hours, and then I'm talking to my sources in the Israeli world, and it, wow. for some of the counterattack, attack, took more than twelve hours, right? And also, Israelis weren't warned by the government for some long amount of time. I'm like, this is too unbelievable. I, I, I just can't. I don't believe it. I, it's not. It's wow. not credible. It's just not. It doesn't pass even the Vegas. you can't even lie to me, you're covered in blood, and you're telling me you weren't at the crime scene, you know what I mean? I mean, (laughs) the fact is, I mean, you know, I mean, the fact is, Israel clearly was a part of it, clearly. Now, when I say this on an interview, I'm going to get hammered again, and they're all, some of my uh, Jewish friends and associates, most of them actually agree with me, believe it or not. And, and like today I got one of them attacking me and, uh, and she's like, well, I'll never read your work anymore. And I'm like, bye. Ad- adios. She's a friend of Carolyn Glick, you know, that that uh, vax pushing super famous colonist. That's always like, well, if you're against, you know, the Israelis getting the vax before the Palestinians, then you're anti-Semite and anti-Jew. And I'm like, just shut up. You're just you know, we're sick of you. We're sick of your your manipulations. We're sick of your try. I've been an Israel supporter openly for decades at great personal cost. Right. Right. I mean, I've really supported them. Oh, many, many, many times. Right. Right. That those days are over. I mean, when 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 they started pushing that jab and they starting to sell our secrets to China. China put $1.7 billion in the Haifa harbor. They're clearly butting up. But when I ask Israelis, I'm like, "Okay, you're clearly abandoning this for China, right? And they'll say, well, you know, we have to be pragmatic. I mean, China is ascendant and the United States is going down. I'm like, in other words, you're not going to be with us on this ship. You're not going to fight to the last man. You're just going to jump to the next ship, which is what people accuse you of doing culturally. Japan's going to do that.
0: I mean, what's
1: what's Japan going to do? We've abandoned them, you know. Exactly. I mean, you know, I I I work with Japanese. Literally, my three books on information war are only in Japanese language. They're not even in English because I've been trying to wake up the Japanese for years. uh, Because Japan is a critical partner for the. Anyway, that's a whole separate topic. It's very it's important. But (laughs) sorry, but, but the but the point is, is Israel. What's going on? All right, you know, several months ago, uh maybe yeah, maybe 3 or 4 5 now, maybe, I don't know. Anyway, Bibi Netanyahu, he's holding up a um a, a map and he's like showing the Indo-European uh corridor, right? Which right. you're doubt dial- and 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 um a lot of people might not know what that is though. It's it's a a new uh, trade corridor. It's like a, right. a new spice route against exactly. the new, it, and um, they're, re- they're putting, right. they're
0: trying to get it all in. And, and George McMillan has been fabulous on the, the, uh, Belt and Road initiative and what the difference is and on all, all that. So yeah, it's, this it's, is like a counter almost to the BRI, right? Right. So, which is the BRI is like a new
1: Silk Road, which will include this canal. And, right. and, and then the Indo-European corridor is like spice route. Right. And right. so, and so, and, uh, but that would go right through Israel, right through Gaza. It would go right through uh, Jordan right. or right through UAE, Saudi Arabia, Jordan, right. And so, um, so interesting. Are so BB, BB, holding up the, the canal coming through that they could. No, have that's separate. That's the Ben Gurion, right? Okay, the Ben Gurion. I say three, three major things here. Okay, okay. let's go back. BB held up a map. Months ago, before right. October 7th, it was maybe two months before that. I don't remember. But a bunch of people sent it to me. They're like, wait, BB's holding up this map about the Indo-European uh, corridor. Of course, right. most people don't even pay attention to that stuff. They don't realize that's your major energy source. When I say energy, I mean, uh, let's say motive energy source of, of wars, right? It's that right. sort of stuff. It's that level that you have to look at, right? And right. so, uh, and, uh, and, and he's holding up this map, which you can, I've published it. and It doesn't have Gaza on the map. It doesn't have West Bank either. And everybody's like, hmm, why is guys in West Bank not on the map? You know, it'd wow. be coincidence, you know. And why did the Evergreen or Evergiven get stuck in the Suez a couple, two or three years? You know, remember, it was stuck in the Suez. Was that a dry a run? Of, well, a lot of people are like, what was that, a dry run? I mean, I'm looking at it going, hmm, because they're clearly trying to take this. And, 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 and they are slowly succeeding. And, and, and other things. Uh, I was just up in Guatemala right. looking at other stuff. But I mean, the the, the bottom line is, is is that that would set the table, the information war table for actually making a Ben-Gurion canal. So let's talk three things. There's the energy off Gaza, right? right. And then there's the Indo-European corridor, which would go right through Israel. Right. literally and and right through in the ports. Right? right. And then, uh, and then there is the Ben Gurion canal, which would be like another Suez, but only bigger. So, right. so this would actually make your, this would actually make Israel an ultra important thing place, right? Like this, there are certain places on earth that are just super important because of their location. One of them is this where I'm sitting. Right. Another one is, 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 uh, is Rotterdam and Antwerp over in Europe, where I often right. fly. I, sometimes I fly from here, and I fly straight to Amsterdam, and I'm looking at the issues at that critical juncture. And right. then sometimes I'll go to Japan and other I'm, – I'm sort of making the rounds, looking at this. But that, that would make Israel even more important than this, right, which is – I mean, arguably. I mean, uh, I mean, with the Ben-Gurion Canal, the Indo-European corridor, and right. that energy – OK, and then so, and then Bibi's holding up the map. You know, he's doing the big vax vac jab push. He's clearly a, a genocidal maniac like a lot of the people in WEF. He's a, he's wow. a World Economic Forum member, just like Abbott. Bibi Netanyahu is a World Economic Forum member, period. Right. There's no ifs, ands or buts about it. He's proud. Right. So he's pushing the vax hard. Right. Wow. And, and and so. Yeah. And so he pushed it really hard. He I mean, he was like lo- right. he had Israel locked down. And and so, it, you know, I, I think what well, I mean, what it, what appears to be happening is quite clear. He's doing a genocide in Gaza. I mean, that's pretty obvious. Now, people oh, you can't say that because, you know, only Jews can get genocided or whatever. Whatever, man. Listen, it's too freaking obvious. It's like Abbott saying, hey, we're closing the border. And then it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Listen, they're clearly doing a ge- genocide in Gaza, period. Period. And People go, oh, you're a friend of Hamas. And I'm like, no, smoke them all. You know what I mean? It's like, but not every Palestinian, obviously. I mean, oh. kill Hamas everywhere you can find them. Smoke them up. You know what I mean? I, you know, I've seen a lot of Al Qaeda and others killed. Good. And guess what? Guess how much sleep I've lost over it? Zero. Right. <laughs> and so, you know. And I've been right there walking through their blood. You know, people are like, oh, you must be so hurt. And I'm like, I'm only hurt that some of them got away, brother. I'm a freaking soldier. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I am i don't go home and cry and drink whiskey and smoke dope. You know what I mean? I'm out here on the front lines. I'm not going to cry about this stuff. Smoke them, find them, kill them, right? But that doesn't mean do a genocide in Gaza, right? Exactly. That's clearly what they're doing. And they're clearly doing that to take the energy and to do the Ben-Gurion Canal and the Indo-European pipeline, right? Now, these vaxes that were given to the Israeli, I'm very curious which ones are dying. You know what I mean? Because obviously these are smart, very sophisticated people with, with sophisticated right. uh, networks and, and, and capabilities, right? They can easily do the simple uh, inventory uh, juggling that it takes, which is like child's play, Any, you know, a, a smart high schooler
0: to yeah, make this, sure that your this group gets get the zero zero stuff. yeah this yeah. one gets exactly. the zero zero which is what biden and everybody else got yeah it's, it's just too simple to do and the other ones
1: they get right. the jab they're like well i feel better when i got the jab it's probably because you know the jab they gave you was like a vitamin b shot or something and then the other guys are like i feel eh. you know i mean it's like <laughs> you know the question is not how many are dying but which ones are dying right i mean I mean, because this is wow. child's play to tar- to biologically target your enemies. I don't know, but that is the way they roll period. That is the way. Th- so you have to look at the. At, you have to look, you know, again, I'm beyond looking at every detail of everything, you know, when you're younger and, and you don't develop the intuitive skills yet, uh, then you have to do that because you haven't, you haven't learned how this, you haven't learned how to swing on the swing set. You know what I mean? Like when you're up on a swing set, do you really have to calculate, well, I need to do my legs this much, right. this much? You know, it's like, no, you got the firmware now, you know, and I've gotten to that point with war. Right. I don't need every little detail I'm watching, you know, or if you've ever done, you know, fighting, you you can kind of feel your opponent, you know, and they feel, right. you know, you're, you're, you know, and it's like you can feel it here. It, they're clearly doing a genocide. It's obvious. There's also a huge global genocide. They say it with their mouths. It's not a conspiracy theory. They write it down. You know, it's on their videos and stuff. The the maps are there. You can see maps on the World Economic Forum website, and there's like deer and bears and beavers. Is there actually beavers in Europe? But they got all these things running around Europe, you know. Basically, the people are gone mostly, right? So these people that are coming in, these useless idiots that are coming, they're useful idiots now, right? Right. They're useful idiots. What they need to do, what the enemy needs to do is kill a critical mass of Caucasians in the United States. Once they kill a critical mass of us, then we're basically combat ineffective and politically ineffective. Then then they can just clean the table with the rest and, and scatter or kill or, or just mitigate. Um, and then it's easy to kill the blacks. I mean, that, that, that's child's play. And anybody that thinks that they're going to sit here and, you know, fight them on the streets and be all tough because you're an athlete, you're never going to see the enemy that kills you. They're going to cut off your food supply. They're going to cut off your electricity. They're going to poison your water. You're going to airdrop. They're going to drop dust your ass. You know what I'm saying? You will be dead in and, 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 and large numbers. And you go to China, you should see how racist those guys are. They are ultra racist. I've never seen somebody so racist. And I and tell you what, I've been around this world. Racism is certainly endemic around the world. But China wow. takes it to a whole Chinese level. You know, they, China likes to do things big including racism. And so they know they have to take out a critical mass of Caucasians. That'll leave the blacks and Hispanics naked. So they'll use them to kill us and these useful idiots coming through the border. And then they will they'll fight each other and they'll poison them off and kill them off. And they'll keep what they need. And, and, and then they'll be perfect, perfectly good, uneducated slaves. I mean, it's, it's child's play to do this at this point, because not enough
0: wow. critical
1: mass of core Americans are fighting together. And they're trying to make blacks and whites fight each other, right? And they're trying to make Hispanics and blacks and Hispanics and whites fight each other. You see the chairman of the Joint Chiefs in, in the United States, C.Q. Brown, that guy, Air Force guy, F-16 guy. He, he's got an IQ pretty low for a general. He's the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. He's an open member of BLM, Black Lives Matter, not the Bureau of Land Management. And he's openly doesn't like white people. It's very, it's very easy to imagine... A lot of people like him in top ranks, uh, who are like when I was in the Iraq and Afghan war, I I started hearing more and more uh, black senior officers would be bringing up racism all the time. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know? And they're like, well, you don't understand. You're not black. And I'm like, actually, maybe you don't understand because you're not white. Because guess what? When when you're not around, we're not plotting on you. In fact, we're not even talking about you. You know? We don't care. You're you're green. You're in the army. You know? When you're not around, it's just us white guys. We're never talking about you. You know yeah. what I mean? We, we we're not plotting on you. In fact, we no. love to see you do great. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's like yeah. you're American like I am. You know? My dad,
0: yeah, my dad retired as chief of staff at the eighth Air Force. And and so I grew up with my dad in Vietnam, uh, watching Carrie uh telling me that my And uh, Jane uh, telling me that my dad was uh, a horrible man and I'm sitting there and that was a bad time when I'm sitting there going, my dad's flying F-4 is getting his butt shot at and none of his friends came back and it has been awful for him. And so, uh, no, I am. Anyway, sorry, I digressed. My bad. Um, But I understand. Uh, And it pisses me off. Oh, they're selecting these racists. They're selecting racists. They're not. Oh, the, the and they're I'm selecting these LGBT people that are, many are clearly mentally ill. Uh, I was and, I was yeah. raised by my dad to not know color, period. And I don't recognize color. And it irritates me when people say that I'm white privileged. I'm yeah. sorry. We I didn't have some more white
1: privilege. I'm not the one that got to go to West Point because I'm black. You know what I mean? I'm not the yeah. one that. You know, I, I'm not the one that gets to get all this free stuff. Cause I'm some special breed of, you know, go make, get me a sex change and then I can get elected president or something. You know, it's just like, it's like, it's off, it's off the top. You know, who came down to Darien, by the way, you're not going to believe this. And he just messaged me, uh, uh, is, um, uh, Sarah Ashton who's in, um, Ukraine, the oh, spokesman. Yeah. Right. So, oh, yeah. uh, so about four or five days ago, I was down there and, and, and a bunch of people pinged me Why and said, was she hey, they're coming down this. to see you. I wasn't, to my knowledge anyway. And, and a lot of people are like, hey, this person's from Ukraine is now in Darien and was on a Twitter. Um, what do you call the spaces? Right. Right. So I, li- I listened to it for about two hours and he got about half right and about half wrong. But and um, what should so I tweet? Well, I don't know. I tweeted. I said, what are you doing here? You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, and uh, I mean, aren't you supposed to be in Ukraine? And, and then anyway, we met the next day. Right. And right. then George was with me and our other teammate uh, was 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 with us. And we took Sarah around for we spent, uh, I would say, in total, 15 or more hours talking with the, and rolling around. And, and 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 at first, you know, uh, he didn't believe that um, he, he's actually he didn't get a sex change operation because um, uh, he told me what yesterday, I guess. And, um, and, uh, said, uh, yeah, he told me just before George and I came out of the Darien uh, cause we were all sitting there talking as George and I were getting ready to, to, uh, jump in the truck and leave. And, um, and so seemed like a nice guy in person actually. And so we talked and we, we took him around and, and showed him, you know, where the Chinese come in at. And he just sent me a video of Chinese going into the camp tonight. Right. Just sent me a video and, actually. And, and I'm going to see him again tomorrow. What what's, what's What's quite interesting is we we were talking openly. uh, I was just looking to see if there's any messages. We were talking quite openly about all that stuff. And he said after he's gone off to the war in Ukraine and got into some combat and stuff, he's like, he's done with that LGBT (laughs) bullshit. You know what I mean? He's like, he's like, now that he's faced life and death and he's like, he said, he's not really like, you know, one of the things, one of the problems I found with a, a lot of Americans is, and I don't mean this as an insult, I mean it's part of the information more that we've been infected with, is we we tend to start to become too introverted, too introspective. And right. it's still always like, why do I feel this way? We feel that way because what happened was bad. You know what I mean? It's like All sometimes right. a scar is just a scar, or is that a cigar? I don't know. But I mean, you know, but the bottom line is is you know, when I when I when I when I go over if you're if you're always like why do I feel like this why do I feel like that you're gonna feel bad you're you're monitoring yourself to go out and do something man you know what I mean go work you know do something do great I get along with farmers so well in every country even freaking Taliban man I mean seriously I'm out with Taliban farmers and I'm like. I like these guys. Why are we they, at war with them? They're just farmers. All they care about is this bug that's eating their leaves. They care about getting new. They always want to show you in America. They want to show you the new tractor or Dutch or whatever. Want to show you? They, hey, just had a calf born. Hey, I just had a new granddaughter or something. They're, you know, they're just. I get along with farmers, but guess what? Farmers are never doing. I wonder why. I feel tired. You feel tired because you got up at four in the morning to milk the cows. You know what I mean? Like, you, know what I mean? But, you know what I mean? But but the, but the, yep. but but we that that are so, uh, you know, basically cushioned lives. And, uh, and in. But anyway, um, we're, we're too introverted. I mean, you need to be introverted, you know, you right. have to know about yourself to be able to empathize with others, of course. But 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 at some point it's over. Everything can be overdone. It becomes. You know why do you feel this way? Here's right. a whole book on why you you know feel w- why why baby poop actually smells bad.
0: You know what I mean? It smells bad because it's baby poop. You know what I mean? Some things just smell like baby poop. <laughs> just – and jungles jungles are are dangerous. you know what I mean?
1: Like you know, it's like, you know what I mean? It's just like, uh, so what I'm saying is, is is I see that in America, but I spend most of my time overseas, right? Like, I don't know, two thirds of my life has been overseas, maybe even more. And right. it's most of my even more of that of my adult life, you know, and um right. either in the military or doing stuff, right? And 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 uh and so I go back to the United States and I smell dope everywhere. And, and I see people behaving erratically. I see people that are quick to agitate, quick to quick to just like go road raging on people and just craziness. And I go to Washington, D.C. and I smell marijuana on the streets in front of the White House, the Black Lives Matter plaza. And there's that bar out there. I stayed in this hotel. What's it called? Hyatt or something, I don't remember. And uh, But right out the window is where was where Hunter Biden used to go to that strip joint, right? And get drunk and, and, and impregnated the hooker and all that stuff. I'm like, what kind of country do I live in when I come into this hotel and the elevator smells like dope? People are playing loud music, you know. Lady Gaga stayed here during the inauguration. And I'm just like, you know, I'm just like, it's it's like this insanity, Marilyn Manson idiocy, you know what I mean? Right. And, and 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 then I go back overseas and I'm like, oh good not everybody's not doing drugs here. You know, it's like, as like, I, I'm not, I'm not apt. I, I don't get on the elevator with somebody and I'm like watching their hands, wondering if they're going to shank me or something. You know, when I go overseas, I'm like, all oh, right, you know, good. I, I, I'm out with Taliban farmers and feeling safer than I do in downtown Washington, DC. And I'm not exaggerating one iota, right? You know, one time I was out with this village in Afghanistan and Michael Jackson had died and everywhere you go, everybody knows Michael Jackson. And right. the children will moonwalk, for, like out in the Darien Gap. I uh, go into right. some villages and the kids will moonwalk. They love, I, wow. I don't know. how the kids, Michael Jackson's been gone a long time, longer than these kids have been alive. But they not. So I was in this village somewhere in remote Afghanistan, no electricity or anything. Kids are moonwalking. And I'm like, I said to the village chief, uh, you know, he's got his long beard. I said, uh, you know, sir, Michael Jackson has passed away. He goes, oh, the Michael. Yes, the Michael has gone. Please tell your people that we try, we cry a million Pashtun tears for the Michael. You know, it's just like I'm just like you can't make this up in a movie. And it's like, but I mean, but that, but you know, I, I, I was out in this Kuna village, deep in the jungle, Kuna Indians, right? And and these are straight up warrior types. The the village chief was 83 years old, and wow. he, we're walking around, and, it's, it's, and he's barefoot and stuff, and he, and at one point he points at me, he goes. Don't you take that poison. He was talking about the death jab, right? Don't you take that poison. One of the villages nearby, Kuna Villages, a lot of people, most of the people took it. and Some of them died. But right. in the village, nobody took it. So he's like, don't you take that poison. Right. And this is beyond electricity sphere, right? We're way out there. And I said, no, sir, I'm not going to take that stupid stuff. He's like, good. You know, and, <laughs> and he goes, and I said, um, he, oh, he goes, Centerfront, which is like Panamanian Border Patrol. He said, they came to my village to bring this poison. I said, go for my village. Kuna are famous for shouting and stuff. You know, he's like, right. I said, go from my village, and uh, and he goes, well, that's good that you didn't take this. And so, um, and then he goes, why are you making this war in Ukraine? I'm like, I'm not making the war in Ukraine. I'm with you in the jungle. He goes, yes, but your country is. I said, that's stupid. I don't know why they're doing it, sir. It's like, he's yeah. like, yes, it's very, it's very stupid. He goes, let's come. I'll show you where these people are coming through the jungle. He was showing me where the aliens are wow. coming through his village. He goes, look. Why are you bringing these people through my village? They they're making my children sick. You know, they're making kids. It's funny. That whole village loves it. And we're walking around and we're out in the jungle
0: and he's the, the Pope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Everybody loves him. Every time the kids see him, like we're walking in the, you know, uh, uh, on the beach, actually it's on the, um, on the unbelievably beautiful place. And then we walk up into the jungle from the beach and um, and we're in the jungle now and there's kids coming the other direction down the path and they're like jumping on his arm and stuff. He's like, hey, you know, monkey. And it's like, it's like you know, everybody loves him. He goes, they're making my children sick, you know, and, uh, and uh, but yeah, there's guys walking around with guns and stuff. They got a lot of guns, man. I mean, like the Kuna people, it's not like they all have guns. It's not that's not true. But or maybe they do. But I mean, but you'll see like every 20 minutes, you'll see a guy with a shotgun or a 22. It's not like they have AR15s or something but they have um they hunt a lot. So every time I go into these villages, I'm always looking for the anybody that's got skulls or bones hanging up so cuz I'm looking for the hunters, right? And um cuz you can get good information from hunters. I love to go oh. with hunters and farmers and they're all farmers. So so I went to this village and um And then I found some bones. I was like, bingo. So I went, that was like, whoa, you know, to his, to his hut. And he's like, ah, you know, so he invites me in. So we're there. I was with Ben Berkwom, actually. And um, Oscar Blue, you know, Oscar. And so, so they were there. And so we, we, so I, I, I always ask them what moon you hunt on. Right. Uh, Because that'll tell you a lot about how they fight as well. Right. And they like to hunt on new moon here, which means yeah, uh, no moon, right? New moon right. is no moon. Right. right. And so because in, in some cultures they like to hunt on a bright moon, and some they like to hunt on a no moon. And right. and all the Indian tribes I've talked with here are no moon hunt, which is the moon they will fight you on. <laughs> and so uh, and they're famous yeah. fighters. That that's why I'm asking that question. Actually, and so um, and so you know, it, so he, ha- he had this deer, and we're eating the deer, and, and Ben Burkwam's at the table. This is a proper hut, you know what I mean? You can ask Ben if you know Ben. And and uh and Ben bites into it. He's like, and there's some fur on it. He's like, oh, there's deer fur. <laughs> Me and Oscar are laughing, and and like, well, just enjoy the experience, Ben. And uh, you know, because Ben and Oscar went through the terry a couple times, and so um and um and um uh, uh, and so anyway, I, I, I just they oh, I asked him how he shot it. He just shot it the night before, right? Right. So actually, if you look up the time that Ben went through the jungle that time. And you'll know, uh, you could check the moon phase and you'll see oh, yeah. it, was a, it was a new moon, right? And so he had just shot it the night before, because I always ask him, how do you hunt? They're ambush hunters here, right? Ambush right. meaning they wait, right? And so, you know that. And, and they always shoot them super close range. Like this village I was just at uh, about five days ago called yep. Marangante on the Rio Turquesa. He shot at about... Two years ago, I was in this village and I came in. I'm looking for bone, boom, and there's a jaguar skull. It's got little ants on it, right? And so I said, "Um, Wow, who? I mean, the the shot pattern was like that tight. I was like, it was like, it was clear shotgun pellets, right? Like, like, Whoa. like, like, That's like, close. Uh, it was like, yeah. it was like, it was like number four shot, maybe. You know what I mean? It wasn't buckshot. It was like really, and I was like, <laughs> it was only like, a few pellets I was like, who's the hunter? And he comes out. I just, I just went up to his village the other day with George, George met him. And so, wow. so and so we went up to the village and, um, and uh, so George was actually, just was in that village. Cause I was like, George, I'm going to take you to the Jaguar hunter. And so, and, and he showed George the gun that he shot him with. So I asked him, how'd you get that Jaguar? I mean, cause the shot pattern dude is that close, which means you had to be like, you know, a couple meters. And, and he goes, uh, Oh, I tied a pig up next to the river and I just waited. <laughs> and I waited and I waited and I waited and I waited and the Jaguar came and got it and I got him. <laughs> and it's like, and uh, just like the guy that got the deer, he's like, I just wait really, Jesus, just wait. very, very quiet. I was just over in Japan last year and I was studying famine. Right. So I went to Northern Japan. There's a lot of bears in Japan. I mean, and a lot of people don't realize that Japan's like got, Japan's got some wild country, like huge amounts of beer and hogs and bears that'll eat you too. I mean, these are straight up, these aren't Yogi bear. You know what I mean? These aren't, these aren't poo bear. These are, these'll, they kill people all the time. And so we go up there and we're studying famine. And we go to this restaurant. I'm with Misako Ganaha, a famous Japanese journalist. And it's just Misako and I, and I said, ask the uh, waitress, um, does she know a bear hunter? And Misako was like, bear hunter? I was like, just do it. And so, 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 so she asked about a bear hunter and the, and the waitress is like, oh yeah, my neighbor is the number one bear hunter in this prefecture. And were, I'm like oh kid can we can you introduce us and she said yes and so she called him up and we went to his house the next day so we went to his house he's a farmer he's like he's like oh, he's in his he's in his 70s he's a stud man and he's he's with his wife and and he's like yeah welcome to my house uh, in a big farmhouse and stuff you know and um he's got a baby bear I said where'd you get a baby bear and his like, and and uh and uh and he goes oh, I found it in the forest it didn't have a mother so you know, my bear now. I was like, is that legal? And he's like, Yeah, I'm the game warden. And so I was like, Oh, and he's like, and I have this eagle too. And, and I was like, Can your dog get off that chain? Because I think he doesn't like white people. You know what I mean? Dog's like going crazy. I'm like, check his chain, please. So anyway, he had four freezers full of hog, deer, and bear. And so he's like, I said, you know, I, I want to know how you hunt and that sort of thing. He usually hunts at daytime, actually. And he uh and I said, uh, "Oh, he, he ambush hunts, right? right? So what he does is he he said everybody else likes to go bear hunting. I don't like to go bear hunting. I like to go get a bear. I'm not going hunting. I'm going to fill my freezers. You know what I mean? That's oh, why I'm yeah. the number one hunter. I'm the number one hunter because I don't go hunting. I go to get a bear. You know what I mean? And I right. said, do you like to go bear hunting or hog hunting or deer hunting more? He goes, it doesn't matter. Whatever whatever is right for that time. If you know, air's right." the light's right the snow's just right that's when I go because he track he go he knows where to go he said the first time I bear hunted he said he's fourth generation bear hunter first time he bear hunted was was when he was four years old also on his wow. grandfather's back on his grandfather's back so he know he understands their behavior and all that so he goes so I'll go out I want what he said what I want is a little bit of snow I want enough snow that I can pick up their track easily and get their direction but not enough snow that it slows me down So he picks up, he he, he knows what time they wake up and stuff and what time they, you know, he wants enough, he wants, he wants it to have snowed the night before to erase so that it's fresh track, right? Right. So, right. So, 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 okay. He wants it to have snowed that evening. And then he goes out to the likely lines of travel, picks up their line of travel. And then he races ahead really fast, like two or three hours. He's super fit, man. This guy's a stud. He goes, then I get behind a tree and I wait like the other guy. I was like, how long do you wait? He goes, very long. You know, I was like, how long? <laughs> like like four days. Or you know, what I mean? He's like, no, no, not four days. I'm like, you know, I am like, I'm like is it, he goes, you know, he goes, no, I know which way they're going to go. You know, cause I, I know, right. I know the bear, I know the bear. And he goes, um, and I said, um, do the birds tell you where they're at? Because, you know, my grandfather taught me how to use birds and stuff. Right. Cause birds will tell you a lot. Like I've been getting it's the like, Embarerah Indians. I've been getting the Embarerah down in, um uh, in Darien to teach me, uh, what the birds are saying because the birds talk to each other. Right. And so if you can understand what they're saying to each other, you can, you can kind of, you, right. you, you oh, know, yeah. more than, I mean, th- they got an internet going on. You know what I'm saying? You just have to have locals that know that their communication things. Right. Oh yeah. Like, uh, and so, you know, anyway, so sometimes when I'm out in the jungle, I know those birds are talking about us. Like I can tell that they are, you know what I mean? And I said to the Embra, "What are they saying?" They're like, "I don't know." They're just saying that we're here, you know. And I right. said, "Yeah, they," because I know, because every time, yeah, I know what that is. They're telling them something, and they're tell, they're communicating to each other about us. And um, anyway, but um, so anyway, so I asked that Japanese guy. I said, uh, "Do the birds tell you, you know, where the bears are?" Or do the birds tell the bears where you are? And he goes, no, no, the birds here are stupid. And he goes, uh, and I was like, the birds just, I like, there's just no such thing as a stupid bird. And it's like, and it's like, and and uh, and uh, and he laughed. And I said, um, um, he goes, oh, but my grandfather told me that um, the eagles will tell you where the bears are. He goes, I, I don't know. He goes, I, he goes, I'm not sure if the eagles will tell you where the bears are, but my grandfather, uh, he told me that they would. And uh, he goes, but he said, I think that they will, but I don't know. And uh, I said, oh, anyway, will you take me bear hunting? He's like, all right, I come back, you know. I'm going to go back there, man. Oh, and so, 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 oh, I mean, he had a stack of bear skulls It was like, I was like, where's all the farmers, by the way? He goes, well, all the young people, they're not learning how. I was up there to study food issues, actually, right? I was up there. To, I wasn't up there to go bear hunting. I was up there to go. And I wanted to talk with him because he's a hunter. Remember, go to the hunters. Go to hey, the farmers. Farmers ahead. and hunters know stuff that other people don't know. Go to hunters. Go to farmers. Go to truck drivers. Or go to police, right? Go to these people that go to the hospitals. Talk. These are these are spider web things that have networks that know what's going on, right? So always go to the hunters, always go to the farmers, always go to right. the police, of course, and and medic people and, and the priests never discount uh uh the right. clergy. That's very important. And so um because they just know stuff, right? And so in in, in and he's like, you know, all the all the young people are because again I was going up there to study food issues. And he said all the young people, they don't want to farm. That's why all these farms are overgrown. He goes, so they all like to go live in Kyoto or something, or you know, go down to Tokyo or something. He said they, they 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 don't know anything about. I said, you know what? I'm down there a lot, down in those big Japanese cities, and and they're not really happy. I think, uh, but you're happy. I mean, you're you and your I could tell him and his wife are just like they're enjoying yeah, yeah, life, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. That, I could just tell. You know, you could just tell by the way they interact with each other and the way they interact with us and how their dogs love them and stuff. You know what I mean? I mean how the bear loves them i'm like him i can't believe you have a bear and i was like it's like you know and uh, and uh, you know they're just happy people but then we were down in tokyo and this young japanese guy married a plastic doll we were in his apartment i'm just like married a plastic doll um i mean you know he married this anime thing some famous anime thing and um and i asked i was with chuck colton and Masako ganaha we were in this tiny like you know submarine size apartment he had enough toilet paper to survive the apocalypse. But in his kitchen, he literally had maybe two meals worth of food, maybe a meal and a half. So he had really no food enough for say breakfast. Right. And, um, and that, that was really it. I mean, I, I checked, I was like, wow, but that's plenty of toilet paper. I don't think he knows how to do math. And so, uh, and, and, and so I'm looking at, I'm looking at his. I got photos of all this in video. So I'm looking at, I'm like, What's your wife's name? He got offended. He got angry. He's like, well, My wife's name, you know, in, in a polite Japanese way. He's like, You could see, he's like, like yeah. You don't know my wife's name. That's like not yeah. m- knowing Michael Jackson. It's a famous anime thing, right? I'm right. Like, I don't know, man. I don't watch anime. He's like, Yeah, he thinks I'm the weirdest person in the world. I don't know who that is. You know, right. like, I don't know who the anime thing is. You know what I mean? It's just a thing. You know what I mean? It's a, it's, it's fake, not, man. You know, it's like, it's like, it's like, what? You married a plastic doll. And and so, you know, and, and he's like, and I said, why didn't your wife ha- have a ring? Because uh, the plastic, you should see the photos of it. It's freaking scary, man. And I, I was like, watching for knives, guys. And uh, you know what I mean? He's a nice guy. I kind of liked him. I felt kind of sorry for him, actually, when we were there with him for quite a while. <laughs> I was like, I felt, I mean, I, empathized. I, felt, I I felt a lot of empathy for him. I was like, well, how was he raised up to get poisoned like this? Because he seems like a nice guy, actually. It's got to be. He's got zero. He's got zero survival. Man, he was so skinny. He 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 had probably five percent body fat, right? I mean, seriously, a a leaf falling off a tree would give him a bruise, right? I'm like, if they if the electricity goes out of here, he's that guy. He'll be straight to you know me. I can go without eating food for 10 days. I won't even,
0: I won't yeah, even, won't even
1: I've done that many times. I mean, zero food. I got zero problem with that. Right. I mean, I'm psychologically stable. I'll just be like, well, I'm fasting. And you know, you know, when you're fasting, you feel your, your mind actually works very fast, right? You're like cranking, man. I love fasting. And, and, um, but when you got no body fat or such low right. body you're going to go straight to eating your muscle. And then you're yeah. going to, that that makes you like, now you're ready to put dukes up and fight. Because now, like one Russian doctor, um, he said, that's when you go into the wolf hunger, right? When you start actually eating your muscles because your fat's depleted, that's when there is nothing you won't do. You like they start right. cannibalism, you know, they'll murder anybody, they'll, any bird. I'm telling Americans, man, when all those birds vanish from the lake and all that stuff, partly we're bringing in tens of millions of people that there's not a turtle out in the Darien gap. It seems like, I know they're out there, but I don't see them very often. I used to they're, eat turtles when eaten. I was a kid. Yeah, I know. I used to eat turtles when I was a kid because we would catch them in the peace river and stuff in Florida. Right. And, uh, or I'd be driving with my grandfather down in his old pickup truck, which is like, boom, 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 you know, in the door, you yeah. have to slam it hard, you know, and the turtle would be cross. This is Florida, man. And, and the turtle would be crossing the road. He wouldn't even have to say a thing. He'd just pull over. And I'd be like, jump out, get the turtle, put it in the bed of the truck, <laughs> drive off, get home, you know, take it out lunch. back to the shed, chop its head off, hang it upside down for about an hour, let it bleed out, and then we would eat it for dinner. You know what I mean? That's right. why there's no turtles here, though. But Florida's chock full of turtles. You know what I mean? There's not, oh, they're yeah. not, but I'm telling you, with all these people coming in, they're going to eat all those egrets, they're going to eat all those blue herons, all those blue herons and all those beautiful, they'll be eating the the McDonald's birds they're gonna go over there and they're gonna buy some French fries. You know, you know how many sparrows oh. you can catch with a pack of French
0: fries. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, okay. The World Economic Forum, Charles Schwab is an ass, and and so when we sit back and you 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 brought up the our leaders are in the World Economic Forum's grass. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And the I heard, I, I have to go look it up, Michael, where I mm. looked it up. But it was, not, they signed off on like 82% of the U.S. to die. It was some horrible number like that. Oh, on that, the, uh, on that website called, um, yeah, I've seen
1: that. I mean, I could believe it. I, I could clearly, I, 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 I've, been, I've been warning about famine for four years, almost daily.
0: We've had 250 coming. food processing plants blow up. Yeah, I mean, and just they don't self-combust. This is intentional. You've talked about food and I talk about energy security, elevating humanity out of poverty. Be prepared to defend your family in case of just a natural disaster. It's just what we got to do. But this is approaching the point where we're not going to be able to defend ourselves. The cities are going to be awful. Oh, yeah. I mean, all they got to do is cut off the electricity. We'll
1: go straight to family. Uh, I mean, bottom line, as you know, energy is like the water that these ships float on. I mean, you know, I mean, without energy, we're going straight to famine, right? Right. Uh, I, I mean, like don't go pass go. go. I mean, you're, we, you're- we will we we will start famine in ten days. You know, what I mean, it'll be instant. Right. Uh, it, it'll be uh, li- literally instant. A lot of people are like, "Well, I've got enough food for three months." I'm like, "Good luck." I, I, I would I would I would caution people. I've been doing this a lot. Read at least five books on famine. Uh, just read five books. You'll see the patterns. You'll see there's always some people that see it coming. I've noticed that as a pattern. I've read a couple dozen books on famine to get right. um, prepped. Uh, and um, to, well, first of all, I'm a war correspondent, so I'd read a lot before. Oh, this. Yeah. oh yeah. Pandemic and famine and war go together. Right. They, they do they go do. together. Right. Yeah. And um, and so be first of all, famine creates more famine. Interestingly. And there's different things that can cause famine. There's, there's different kinds of famine. There's sort of the slow burn famine that kind of slowly comes, and right. then there's the quick ones like from a volcano or your enemy shuts off your ports. Or right. uh, in Germany, for instance, in Weimar Germany, um, famine was caused actually largely by hyperinflation, right? Because right. there was there was plenty of food, but people couldn't afford it, right? And right. so they started they started the economics just collapsed, and they weren't able to like and so. Um, People started stealing food from the farmers, from the warehouses, from the stores, and the trucks, and all that. So people stopped transporting it. They stopped growing it. So that second season, it's got a long flash to bang. That's where oh, it kicks in, right? Yeah. So that so 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 you'll see now we've got shortage of nitrogenous fertilizers, which I've been warning about now constantly for four years. And you know, like I was, I was, I, as you know, you and I talked about before. Um, I was, I've been to BASF twice in the last couple of years. Uh, right. before Nord Stream was interrupted because I was like, you know what? I'll bet you they're going to cut Nord Stream. So I went over to Ludwigshafen Germany at BASF. The, the, the natural gas is used to, to do something called the Haber-Bosch process, right? right? In 1903, a guy named Fritz Haber, he was a German chemist. Uh, he came up with an idea in a thermodynamics book. of He thought you could take the hydrogen off the natural gas and combine it with nitrogen that we're breathing and make ammonia. So you could make nitrogenous fertilizers and explosives, right? Probably, like, yeah. Uh, ammonium nitrate, right? And, and, and that sort of thing, ammonium nitrate, uh, 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 urea, ammonium sulfate. That's right. And he, bottom line is you can make right. serious stuff that goes boom and grows corn, right? So And so, so, but it was difficult. He thought you could do it, but he didn't really know how to make it happen because he was a, more of a theoretical chemist. But in, and so that was 1903 in a book on thermodynamics. And then in 1908, he actually made a little bit. He's like, Eureka, you know, I can do it. But uh, that was Fritz Haber. And then Carl Bosch came along and he's like, he's more of an industrial chemist. He can actually make this thing happen on scale. Right. Right. And so um, so then they started at BASF at Ludwigshafen, Germany, which is on the Rhine River, which dumps out at Rotterdam, the number one harbor in Europe. And so in 1914, which is the year this canal opened, uh, in 1914, they started doing the Haber-Bosch process at the BASF plant. And you'll notice in the in the early 1800s, the the world population because of new agricultural techniques, you know, it starts to actually, it starts to go up, you know, and then 1914, Oh man, it's starting to really go vertical because of things like this, the canal, literally this was very important for the global economy right out the window. I mean, a huge amount of the global blood supply has gone right out of this window. And, and, um, and the rush process. I mean, there's other things, of course. There's better right. water, there's refrigeration, but the better, the the increased agricultural, agricultural and trans ships were bigger, ships are faster, trains are trains are bigger, trains are faster. We're getting more energy. We can create more trains, we can create more ships. We right. and the population goes like this. So if you want that population to go down, you just take those inputs out. That's all. You just shut off the natural gas. You just shut down a few of these places. You don't have to shut them down forever. You don't want to blow up the locks or anything. They just want to make it stop for a while. Long enough that people start going planet of the apes on each other. And, you know, and, and chaos ensues. You can hit them with any kind of biological agents you want at that time. And uh, because, you know, and, 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 and the population will die down, period. Because this is at some point just mathematics, right? You cut off the food supply and it's not like hey, we're going to make do this time. they are not. They're burning down the factories and people are still smoking dope in America. And when I fly home and I get in the airport, I guarantee I'm going to smell dope on some of the young men's clothes. You know, I'm just like, you're just not warriors. You're just not, you know, they've they've. that's part of the the psychological warfare they've done on us. It's cool to be fast times at Ridgemont High, the doper header, you know what I'm saying? And we got all these guys that are like, yeah, it's cool to be a lazy turd. You know what I mean? And, And instead of being a man, you know what i mean it's it's that so this these information wars and these chemical warfare with the drugs and all these sorts of things uh the death jab and so they're hit they're coming at us like an octopus on acid i mean and and, and most people are just not. They've dumbed down America so bad that people are idiots. I can <laughs> see it. I, I can see I can see the lower IQ when I come back to the United States. But I'm watching these guys come to the dairy, and I talk with them all the time. I'm like, man, some of these guys, You're they sharp, are not. So these guys, they got testosterone going. They clearly got some intellect going. Uh, and, and they got the eye of the tiger. They know that they're coming. Now, there's different ecosystems of people coming in. There's the Chinese- and even of um, the Chinese, there's different ecosystems, but some of them are clear military and intelligence. That's absolutely utterly obvious. Right. Yeah. And, and and I mean, a lot.
0: Right. I'm Nobody not even knows. there and I can see it. I mean, I'm I'm sitting there looking at the TV and I'm like, that's yeah. military. And George just saw a bunch of them. George was this close.
1: I mean, he was right there. Right. And so um, I, mean, I just took him down. And uh, George did great, by the way. I'll take him again. Uh, but he, does, he doesn't need me the next time. Like I told him this time, I said, "Look, I I want to show you that where all the levers and you know right. and, oh, and, yeah. and wheels are, and then so that you can come back without me and make it happen again." So I, I introduced him to all the right people, showed him all the right things. He saw a lot of Chinese and Indians and Arabs and all this sort of thing. Uh, and it, and it actually, when he came, it was a slower flow because they just had flooding in the jungle. Right. And you should when we went up in the piragua. Piragua is the dugout canoe from the trees. Uh, there was it was actually quite dangerous. Uh, a few, uh, five of the aliens had been killed in the last pre- previous few days, drowned in the rivers. And anyway, when the rivers are really high like that, it, right. it's slow. They get backed up down in the Coakley in Columbia and the Coakley, Columbia, they get backed up or they get backed up in the jungle and they have to like camp out in the jungle, jungle until the rivers go down. Uh, and so, so they're, oh, you know, blocks ticking on those guys out in the jungle, but now it's starting to open up again because the river's gone back down, you know, every hour when, it, after it stops raining, the river starts to go down. Right, uh, but you know they're still stuck in the jungle until it's low enough to to take the chance.
0: How I, I always like talking about a solution, uh, Michael, and I I think the only solution is we've got the the great folks that we we're screwed, and and, and I think the only with this way government we are,
1: period. You know, there's no way this government is clearly an enemy government. I mean, they are under. The guy un, un, under the spell of WEF and CCP.
0: Right. It's clear. It's In not the, even hidden. And Schwab said uh a little while ago, he said we've already taken care of a, a couple billion people being killed. It's already pra- it's already done. When did he say that? Uh four or five months ago. So mm. I I'll go find I, that. I can
1: I can easily see that because uh first of all, the death jabs are as you know, they're starting to take seem to be taking a higher and higher toll. Let's see right. how that goes. Um and then also, if they're reducing the uh, birth rate, I don't know. But anyway, I don't know the details. Yeah, I don't know uh, what but time also, frame,
0: but, but he the, did the, say the, he's it,
1: already taken care of it. I, I could see that. I mean, I, I could see where that would not necessarily be bluster uh, because I can see it because of all these food supplies. Look at the Ukraine war. If I were going to design various things to happen that would create conditions for these things, I would. Start a war in Ukraine, okay. maybe one, and, you, and I don't need to tell you why. You, you know about the ports and and the pipelines and all these sorts. Of, I would I would knock out Nord Stream. I would I would stop any uh, gas flowing from Groningen, which I was right. warning about last March, and they have now done. Groningen is right. the biggest gas field in Europe, right? In Netherlands, I was I was in Groningen last March, warning. I think they're going to shut it, and now they did, right? And um, so I would do that because we know the Haber-Bosch process. All you got to do is cut off that natural gas. Well, you don't need to cut it off forever. You just cut it off for long enough for everybody to starve. I mean, for a lot of people to starve, and right. and, and, you, and you and you shut down this canal. Well, you they shut killed, down killed the Germany with it.
0: They killed the the economics, and and when you take a look at killing the economics, you don't have low cost energy. They killed the what a hundred and eighty year old uh, steel steel mill then that's then right the i remember s- that that was like a couple of years ago right yeah i mean it was just not very long ago and, and i told so- i told sarah sarah's all in you
1: know that the spokesman that's in the darian gap now and there right yeah. he's he's all about you know, you know we're gonna rebuild ukraine i'm like no we're not no this is isn't. a sucker's war they're killing all the meat puppets you know don't okay. be a meat puppet right and uh and, and and because we're not going to rebuild it with no. what? <laughs> Where's the energy? Where's The money going to be? Well, we're going into a war ourselves. Ukraine's gone. Told you not to do it. You did it. Bye. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, and, you know, and and you you you. And Russia is going to take a
0: big part of it, as you know. Just period. Oh, I, I was telling people when it started happening. In fact, I was visiting with uh, George um, um, uh, 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 Friedman. Uh, he created the Stratford reports and pretty, pretty cool cat. But I thought I sent him a note and said, hey, dude, uh, I, I think that this is going to be a, a he said, oh, they're not going to go into into it. And I, I, I was going to I got a brain cramp. But I was going to ask you, um, Putin has basically get, get, gave uh, the WEF, uh, the World Economic Forum, uh, a finger. He doesn't like it. and when Trump doesn't. Yeah, when Trump said to the World Economic Forum, he gave him the double barrel finger when he went to the UN and then did it. That's one Obama. thing I like about Trump. He stood up on him. He did. He doesn't yeah. he did not like him. I if you can't take mean tweets, we didn't have a war. Uh he yeah. didn't have anything. And he did. I don't like Trump at all. I've never liked him, but he stood up he against stood the up World Economic Forum.
1: He he did close the border. Uh he did I didn't like it when he when he when he uh, hesitated on Second Amendment, I was like, Hold on, I, I, oh, yeah. yeah, when he yeah. did that, that made the hair on the back of my neck go up. Uh, and um, and he pushed the jab. I didn't like that at all. And I'm not going to forgive him for it. Uh, I'm not a forgiven type when it comes to stuff like that. But he did stand up right on the wall. He stood up against World Economic Forum. He stood up against China. Uh, yeah, I mean, and and
0: any. So this what it is. Other than – and voter fraud is absolutely uh, abysmal. I don't know that we will even have an election. Do you know or what is your opinion on having an election? Because I think we're going to see some bullshit happen. And uh, if they did that with the pandemic, they've got the mail-in ballots down to a science – and then we sit back and go, what kind of bad stuff do you see happening between now and then where they can continue this? And I, I was thinking, I'm just going to throw this out there. March time period, because they got to have enough time period to have this. There's going to be some really bad crap happen.
1: Why would they have an, uh, another election? You know what I mean? I mean, a, a lot of people are like, all oh, these these people coming in. uh you know, uh, are for Democrat voters. I'm like, man, that was, that was a they, long, that we're way past that. That, that was another generation. I, this gonna, is, we didn't have, I, I went to Maricopa County for the elections. The last ones I was right. over and I don't know where I was in Japan or something. And I was like, I got to get back to America for the elections. I was, that, I think I was over there studying the food and I was like, I, wherever I was. And I was like, I got to go to America. And I went, I was like, out of the, how many counties do we have in America? 2000, 5,000 or whatever. Right. I was yeah. like, if there's any shenanigans, I bet it'll be at Maricopa. I don't know why I thought that, but anyway, I did. So I went there. You're in. They they, they they clearly stole that election in 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 Arizona. That was so obvious; it was over the top obvious. And if, if you're still getting, and it's like, oh, we're going to sue. Them. <laughs> what difference does it make? Right. I mean, it, you know, that's a Clinton-esque type of thing. What difference does it make? There goes the there goes the train. Um, oh, how fun! Yeah, yeah. You know, and so the the so I mean, why would they do an election when they've been stealing them already anyway? And nobody's nobody's really doing anything but screaming. Screaming ain't going to do it. No, there is no it, Trump. Guess what? Trump is not going to come save you. No, Trump but, is
0: not going to save. He's not going to do it. Period. I, I heard some folks saying that the way that the their plan or what they're seeing in it is uh, uh, they're going to try to get the people to fight. So they can bring in the UN, and then they even had people showing uh, all these uh, UN trucks coming in by tr- by rail. Uh, do you think that that is actually something that is? Is it the UN? Because the UN is clearly down there organizing this stuff. Yeah, they're building if, camps. I mean, I, I can go. On, I mean, I know a lot
1: of the physical infrastructure and stuff. I mean, it's it's that is absolutely real. Uh, keep in mind, I'm in UN headquarters. That's where I'm at. Oh, their, their literal headquarters is like 300 yards from me. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah like you, you got incredible. me the video. We're going to see yeah. that. What I'm saying yeah. is you think that they're going to start a war with all the Second Amendment folks to try to bring in the U.N. in order to try to just. But you mean the have- U.N.?
1: You know what I mean? It's like yep, yep. so. Yeah, the UN. I mean, can easily just stack up a bunch of Chinese into the UN uniform. Hey, the UN's here. Great, a hundred thousand UN here You're with helicopters, Blackhawks. They just went over to the. Uh, you know, I wonder how many Chinese now know how to um, fly our Blackhawks and how to fly yeah. our military aircraft because they probably have been training on those things, right? They can easily a bottom, and they could easily be training their pilots back there to fly Blackhawks. So then, when they come over here, they got Blackhawks, right? Oh, they well, could easily, definitely. you know, I, I've been told that they've been training to fly our civil civil aviation, so they can just go to local airfields and take airplanes. They can take all these Cessnas and all these, you know, jets and all these sorts of helicopter private helicopters. And just go take them. What are you going to do unless you come out there guns up and start resisting them? We'll just take your stuff. And, and and they will. These are serious men, you know. Unless you're willing to, unless you're willing to put them down, uh, they're going to win. Uh, and and and, wow. uh, and 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 you got to keep in mind, how many of our U.S. generals and admirals stood up against the death jabs? How many on active duty? N- none to my knowledge. Zero right. to my knowledge. They, they did not. Uh, the I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, to my knowledge, none did. I mean, and and so they're all off doing their LGBT crap. You know what I mean? And, uh, it, and you know, hey, we, we're meeting our quotas for destroying the U.S. military. And meanwhile, the U.S. military has run off to who knows where else. Not, you know, now every time you say something about October 7th massacre in Israel, they're like, oh, you're anti-Jew, anti-Semite. It's like, you know, we're way beyond that at this point. You know, as somebody, again, who's been a lifelong Israel supporter, strong Israel supporter at great personal cost, uh, I'm done with that. I will not be intimidated. I will not be like, hey, you know, you're anti-Jew or anti-Semite. I'm like, you know what? Talk to the hands. Go fight Hamas. Have fun, right? Because I'm tired of it. A lot of us are tired of it. We're tired of being dragged in our military. You know, I know the CENTCOM commander. You know, the CENTCOM commander is Eric Carrell. I personally know him, right? We were in combat together. Five months. When he got shot, he got shot right in front of me. He got shot feet in front of me. In wow. fact, I was photographing oh. it. I was photographing it. In fact, I gave him covering fire. I was a war correspondent, but... Long story short, there ended up being hand-to-hand combat and stuff. And uh, Eric Eric Carillo, the Con commander, uh, he was a stud. He was a very serious soldier. And um, if you look up Gates of Fire, not the book, but Gates of Fire in my name, you'll right. see photos of that firefight that I shot, right? Wow. And, and, and I mean, I was very close. And I was shooting at five frames a second. When he got shot, it broke one of his femurs in half. He got hit two more times, and then he – he rolled on the ground and came up He stayed on the ground. Of course, his femur was broken in half. I've got photos of him firing back. This is close combat, right? Ended up in hand to hand, but not with Eric, but another soldier, uh, Rob Prosser came in heroic soldier and, uh, and ended up in hand to hand combat with the Al Qaeda guy that shot Eric. And then I had to get involved and blah, blah, blah. But the bottom line is I know him. Right. And I was, I was in in combat with him for five months in a lot of firefights. I personally saw him kill people. Like, he was the battalion commander at the time. Usually battalion commanders aren't out in the firefights, especially not not. actually smoking them themselves. But he was. And I had photos and videos of these things happening. I mean, that's why, you know, I had millions of readers back then because, I mean, Eric and the Deuce 4, 124th Infantry uh, Regiment were unbelievable. I mean, they were an incredible unit. But the bottom line is, Eric, super stud. I I. mean, Absolutely respected him over the top. Uh super smart guy. And guess what? He pushed the jab. And he's he's like, you know, paving the way for women. He was the ranger later, he was the ranger regiment commander, went off to all these other special operations. And now he's the Centcom commander. I mean, he was this was this is your top breed so, combat soldier in the military. That's him. That's your one percent of one percent. That's that's 1% of 1% of 1%. I mean, that guy is one out of 10,000 or more, you know what I mean? And, and he, he went woke. And, I you know, it's just disgusting to me. You know, it's like if Eric will go woke and he pushed the death jab, he hasn't stood up against this LGBT nonsense. He's all – look at Eric Curley. you see him sitting over there in Israel doing the staff. I was in staff meetings like him, you know, doing in Iraq like that when he was a battalion commander. Now I'm looking at him. He's a four-star general sitcom. You know, I'm just like if they got Eric. You know what I mean? All these top, if if, if let's put, if, if I were president, every one of those top journals would be fired. Every one of them, lock, stock, and barrel. Uh, it would just be like, and colonels are getting promoted. You know, and we're and you're on, and, and you're all on notice. Right? You know what I'm saying? You and got fifteen uh, I mean, minutes. <laughs> yeah, and if we see any of that woke bullshit, you're gone, out, right? Uh, anything the like that? can't right? handle that absolutely not There's they would totally. see decisiveness that's for sure and 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 unless unless trump's got the guts to come in and do things like that it'll be the same because its organizational structure dictates outcome and the people you put in those positions have been selected it doesn't mean that they don't have a lot of combat experience a lot of them do and a lot of people say american generals don't have combat experience i'm like in a previous generation that was true but in right. this generation, a lot of them have significant combat experience, you think? but they wouldn't actually be there. And I mean, real combat experience, right. but they wouldn't be there if they weren't part of the part you of the game. Petreus Petraeus and uh, Flynn have it? Uh, you know, I know Petraeus and we communicate, but he clearly went woke as well. You know what I mean? He was right. director of CIA and all that stuff. Yeah. And, uh, it, you know, when I tell Petraeus about um, what's going on down here and he's like, well, uh, well, you know, was he says stuff like, "Well, it's you know, it's pretty sad or something." Oh, it's pretty sad. We're being destroyed. You know right. what I mean? Uh, right. And um, you know, Flynn's fighting back. Flynn's yeah. fighting back. I, I hope Flynn will come down here to Darien with me. At times, he's talked about wanting to do it, but uh, Flynn's Flynn's standing up. I mean, at at great personal risk, of course. I mean, he can. Oh, easily get torpedoed, killer. and I have all the respect <laughs> in the world for him. I wish Petraeus would. I mean, uh, and, and, and like a lot of them. They have a lot of high-level skills. They're sophisticated people, very educated uh, and courageous, unfortunately, but not morally courageous. I mean, they're watching their country be destroyed, and they're not speaking up. Not one general or admiral, to my knowledge, on active duty, has stood up about the border. It's like, let's run off and help Ukraine. Ukraine, I mean, that's a fool's errand, right? And, Right. and, 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 And many of us, like McGregor, he just messaged me earlier tonight, Colonel McGregor, he sees
0: it. I mean, he can see that it's a fool's errand. Uh, You know, I mean, Putin just released a little while ago that Biden and the administration, Biden's a not capable of running the country. So he's a meat puppet. He's a meat puppet. I love the way you say that, Uh, that Putin and Zelensky in two months into this thing had a peace agreement and we stopped it as a United States. I
1: well because you you already know what this is about this has nothing to do with yes this is all about power this is about energy power and and the power that comes from energy energy corridors the warm water ports this is about belt and road initiative silk road spice road this is all about that higher level of warfare and also there are and there are other people that are uh, and they're death cults. I mean, there's, there's, you know, when you go to wars, I've been to a lot of protests too, as well. For instance, I was in that, I think 2003 protest in San Francisco anti-war protest. I went out there. I was I, actually, I was infiltrating a cult. I was living with a cult out there that I was studying, man, wow! until, until you've studied cult any time that you spend studying mathematics or cults is a time invested. It will give you returns, you know, uh, like I studied cults in India and other places, and then I infiltrated one in California. And so when, when that, when I was in, infilt- when I had infiltrated that cult, um, the, um, uh, I was studying cults and, you know, I was, I was like, wow, what are they doing? <laughs> and, um, I mean, I was trying to figure out like the, anyway, so, but the, um, but there was a big protest in San Francisco. It was like 200,000 people. So I took a break off from my infiltration and I went down to San Francisco and uh, and I was like, wow. I mean, this isn't like all a bunch of anti-war people. Many of them are, but a lot of them are like save the whales or, and you'll see that in many of the protests. It's, a, it's an amalgam of people that come together. From a distance, it's all anti-war. But when you get up close, it's like, no, this is about some pipeline or this is about um, something, you know, it's, it's about stuff you've never heard of. Or it's, um, and, um, and and but they all get lumped in together. Right. And you'll see that as well. When you go to wars, it's the same. You'll you'll once you get into the war, you're like like, for instance, we had about 40 countries involved in ISAF in um, International Security Assistance Force in uh, in Afghanistan. Right. And, you know, I was out with the Lithuanians. I was out with the Brits. I was out with all kinds of different people. And, and, and they all had different motivations for being there like Lithuanians. They were very clear. Well, I mean, we really don't want to be in the war, but we have to show the United States that we're a reliable partner because, you know, sooner or later, the Russians might want to come knocking on our door. And, and the, we can't resist the big bear, you know. Right. And uh, and so um, and so they were showing solidarity. I mean, so their their reason for being there was wasn't it was just solidarity. Right. And, and so is that, you know, other so they're doing their NATO duty, Right. And so, so in other words, you've got all these different reasons for people wanting to be in war. Some are just there to make money. It's the same what I'm getting to with this depopulation. There are some people that, I mean, China wants to rule the world, and they want it to be genetically Chinese. So that's at odds with what a the lot of the. That means world. That means they're going to want to extinguish world economic form eventually. eventually right. Yes, because right that's, that's a bunch yeah. of white. That's a bunch of white guys and Obama, whatever he is. And um, or whatever Obama is, and so I've been to a school by the way in Jakarta twice. That guy was rich. He grew up rich. He was a red diaper baby, for those who know what that is. But I mean, bottom line is, uh, it, it, they, the world, the Chinese Communist Party, and the World Economic Forum have made an agreement, just in sort of the way that Al Qaeda and ISIS did. You know what I mean? Right. Or, or you know, right. they hate each other. Ultimately, it's going to be dukes up. And now, who's going to win? I, 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 you know, I asked Alex Jones that I said, you know, the guy I used to think was crazy. And then I started watching more, especially when I had the break um, because of the locks down in 2020. Uh, Bannon called me up and he's like, hey, do you think there's a pandemic? This is January of 2020. Bannon called me up and I was like, um, well, Steve, I'm wearing a mask. You know, it was Jan- I was in Hong Kong and uh, I was like, I- I'm wearing a mask. I think there is. I mean, I started talking about it in December. Right. I think there, I think there is actually. And, um, but I don't know. And, and so then we get into February and the Hong Kongers kicked me out, put me on the airplane. If you look up my name in Hong Kong, you'll see them put me on the airplane. But so then I went to, I went to, um, Thailand where I had an office and I had just months, man, it was great. I was like, you know, usually I'm in action, but now I'm just reading books, you know, and I'm, I'm enjoying the lockdown and, you know, it's probably my, my, my rubber bullet, life my rubber good. bullet wounds were healing, you know, it's <laughs> like, and, so, and, uh, and, uh and, um, and uh, and and then I then I then I, I I I just realized that we're going into famine, right? I could see it coming, I, and I, I could see I, I could see that I could start to see that, and I started watching Alex Jones because people kept sending me stuff. I'm like Alex Jones, that guy's crazy. I start, you know, some of the people I trusted started sending me stuff, like uh-huh. you know, guys that you know that no, I wouldn't expect would sending to me, but once. When, 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 Guys like that did. Then I paid attention. Oh, yeah. At least gave, I gave him, a, uh, you know, a, a hall pass to watch him for a while. And I was like, wait a minute. He sounds crazy, but he ain't. You know what I mean? Wait, I you, mean remember, he, you remember
0: the interview with smart. him and, and Jesse Ventura? Uh, yeah, that was years ago. Oh, it was yeah. years ago. And I, I I watched that when it was actually on. And I was like, these guys are not. I love Jesse Ventura. He ain't got time Yeah. To leave. But that yeah, yeah. way right back then, but I'll tell you what, they, they saw it coming, man. Right. Uh-huh.
1: They saw it coming. That's that's one of the reasons why I, I I I didn't pay attention to them because like when that woman came up from Panama where I'm at now, right. you know, and met Jesse Ventura in some place at the airfield, and they were making it sound all like I gotta meet you here and then you gotta go. I'm like, ah oh, man, come on. This this is the whole life I live. You guys are dramatizing it, you know what I mean. Right. You know what I mean? I was just like that. I was like, it's too much drama. It's it's bullshit. Right. But it, I don't think it was. I think they were just dramatizing it. And that, that turned easy. me off. Like, you know, remember the crocodile hunter guy that got killed by that stingray? Yep. I I used to like his show because, that you know, I, I do like wildlife stuff. But he went to Florida and, you know, he used to catch the crocodiles down in Australia and he'd be wrestling with them and stuff. And he went to catch an alligator and he's like going crazy. You could probably find it on YouTube. And I'm like, what? That's nonsense, man. I caught many gators, many, right. many gators with yeah. my hands, right? I grew up, my grandfather taught me out, right? right? I grew up in Florida, right? I mean, they should catch them all the time. And so I'm like, that's not, I can catch a gator in almost complete silence. You know what I mean? It's like, you won't even know I'm there. And, and he's like, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, and that's why, you know, that's what, that's how I saw um, Jesse Ventura and that lady that came up she was a doctor or something, right. Or virologist right, right, yeah. or something. And, um, and, uh, but it doesn't mean they were wrong because in retrospect, I was judging them with the wrong lens. Right. If I could have put a filter on the lens, like, okay, just you're driving me crazy with all the drama boys, but you know, but is what is the information accurate actually? Uh, you know, uh, you know, in that special forces world that I came from, we pretty much abhor the dramas. The dramas, right? Absolutely. But yeah, you, but, you know, seals dry. are seals are a different story. You know, seals are like, let's go make uh, us a calendar. You know, and like, you know, you and uh, Jesse Ventura is more from that world. But yeah, I mean, look at look at Alex Jones. I mean, he gets some things wrong for sure. And get Babe Ruth would strike out sometimes too. But boy, but he puts a lot of them right out of the park, way in advance. You know, enough. He's so accurate that he's that it makes him a valuable resource to listen to because he's too accurate to ignore.
0: Right. Well, you know, Michael, I I hope you don't mind if I reach out again and that you and I can connect again. We have been chewing the fat and it. Honestly, it seems like five minutes. But how long have we been going? uh, Let's see here. It has been uh, quite a while. Uh, hour and a half to almost two oh, hours. Yeah. I think you yeah, Hour to go. 48. People are yeah. like, sending me messages here. Where are you? You're still yeah. in the jungle. Actually, yeah. no, I'm in a cool hotel. <laughs> um, yeah, finally. But th- <laughs> you have no idea how much your time with me meant to me. And I, I, I really appreciate it. Come on down that. with me to the jungle, man. A- absolutely. Uh, I would have a blast down there. I want to go with George. You would, yeah. Uh, George is a, is a hoot and I'm going to interview him a couple more. He's got his series coming up and with all of our, uh, traction that we have, I'm doing everything I can to get the word out there to help our law enforcement, to help our folks. We got to be ready. And, and you, this is, you nailed it. This is not the time to sit on the fence anymore. You don't have to sit on the fence. You're dead. Bye. We don't
1: have time for you. I mean, we don't have time for people that are using the wrong words to describe things either, like undocumented migrants. Look, there's a journalist recently. I told her, I said, you keep using those words. Stop. Or or you're going to you're going to find yourself under fire. Right. From People like me. Like, I'm going to light you up. Right. Right. Because that's a lie. That's a direct lie. And we don't have time for that. We don't have time for liars. We don't have time. And she she said, oh, you're uh, you're 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 causing a division or whatever. I'm like division you're helping the invasion, you know, you're helping the invasion, you know? And so I don't care if it hurts your feelings, right? We're, 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 we're way beyond that. If you're calling it undocumented migration, then you're lying. That's both are lies, right? That's, right. that's like, you you can't, you can't, if you're the atomic structure, words <laughs> are the, are the structure of lies and truth, right? if oh, you absolutely. pick the wrong words, you'll never get the right water.
0: Well, right. I, I just, I am so appreciative of you um, that I really want to do uh, this interview service. Uh, I want to get you out there. How can people get a hold of you? I'm on Twitter every day or X
1: under my name, Michael Yon, uh, underscore Michael underscore Yon. And, or just look for Big Honey Six. Uh, you know, Big, Big Honey Six is my call sign. You know, six is the name in the military. That's the name for the commander, right? Right. Seven is the sergeant major. A lot of people are like, where'd you come up with that name? I'm like, I just needed a handle for our radios because we were right. doing something. Big honey I, was like, six. Just, I was just, because I was in charge of the guys that were doing something. I was like, just call me Big Honey Six. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so just, and and yeah. uh, that's where I got it. It was just my radio call sign on some yeah. little operation one, we were doing.
0: One of my dad's call signs was uh, a hot box so hot box. <laughs> hey hot box how you doing so uh anyway again thank you for everything i will have all this out we will be sharing it everywhere and i cannot wait to talk to you again thank you michael yes just, sir thank you. thank you for having me on